1: House. Good morning, I'm home,
2: and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. Of course, we've been on a long time, and we're the only show that talks about radio, uh, radio, that talks on radio about real estate and all the things that have to do with real estate. Now, you all know real estate was the American dream. It always has been. But I think post-pandemic, it's even more of the American dream. I mean, real estate is absolutely on fire. And it led us through the pandemic when so many businesses were hurt. Uh, and we're kind of looking at what is what is real estate going to do? How is it going to perform? What's it going to be like in the next couple of years? Um, we want to talk about that. We'd love to hear your opinion. What do you think real estate's moving now? What do you think the next three or four years are going to be in real estate? Um, you can call us. We'd love to hear your voice at 866-970-9622. I have, you know, senior vice president. President of Citizens Bank Ace Juan Supar, he's here and he's incredible. And there's an onslaught of mortgage applications and refinance going on now. How are you, Ace? Good.
3: Good morning, Dottie. Good morning, Stephen.
2: And it's good morning. morning, Ace.
3: Good morning, Dottie. It's
2: Daddy. beautiful, it's yeah, beautiful in New York. Yes, really I know pretty. it's spring, <laughs> right? It's... Are we in spring finally? Yep. And there's nothing like New York in the spring, actually. I actually think if I... What's your fa- favorite season in, in, in New York? I think mine has to be the holidays when all the windows are decorated. It looks like a winter wonderland. Um, yeah. Uh, Steven? Uh, Stephen Ebert? Who I got our-
4: to say, personally, I, lo- I love the fall.
2: You it's love like, the summer. Like, crisp
4: feel in the air. It's, like, energetic where you can go out and, and work and, and run around but not be too hot but not be too cold. And this is where maybe I have the slight Westchester bias. Uh, for those of you who haven't come up to Westchester in the Hudson Valley in the fall, um, apple picking, just really the, 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 the trees and the, and the palette of colors. And I'll tell you, a great local trip is just going up the Hudson River all the way to like West Point and seeing the whole area. It's, it's absolutely stunning in the fall.
2: Yes, that's true. There's nothing, there's so much to do in New York and New York City. You never have to really leave it if you uh, want to take day trips. It's a wonderful place to do that. And by the way, of course, we all know that Stephen specializes in real estate law um, in both residential and commercial real estate. He's a partner at Casson & Casson LLP. And Casson & Casson has offices in Manhattan, Westchester, Dallas, and Phoenix, so if you have any legal questions, real estate questions, finance questions, you can call us at 866-970-9622. And joining us today is Michael Conti, who is a partner at Honan Conti and Perino, based in New York City. And Mike will discuss the cost of rising homeowners insurance. And for anybody who, ri- who owns a home or is planning on home- owning a home, that's a question that all of us ask. How much is enough insurance? I mean, you can show yourself the you death, okay? But at the end of the day, what do you really need if you're a homeowner? And he's going to talk about that. Um, you can reach me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram or email me at dottyherman.com. And please follow us on our new Facebook page for Ion Real Estate for exciting news and more. And, of course, if you have questions, eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. 970 9622 Okay, we'd love to hear from you. So in the beginning of the show, I love to talk about what's going on. And, um, I think there's a lot. I think the city is really coming back. Um, all of us who are in the city are actually there and we see it. There's tons of transactions The real estate agents have never been busier. Uh, the prices are, are down. Okay. And very rarely do your prices go down. So people are, it's a, it's a frenzy and, uh, Anything that's priced well, which we'll talk about later, you know, is gone within 30 days. Um, we do have, you know, and, and pretty much the whole like that. Um, but New York City, when everyone says, how is it going to come back? And one of the questions that I'd like to, us to think about or even talk about is how does the city come back? And someone asked me a question and they said, and, you know, I'd love to hear from you through the show. How do you think? Now in New York city, how do you think real estate is going to fare for the next five years? Um, now I'm not a, a seer and I'm not a fortune teller. So it would only be a guess and it would be a guess for anyone. So if you have any ideas on that, um, what you see happening in the whole country in real estate, because it's pretty much on a boom and there is a shortage of supplies uh, pretty much all over. But on the other hand, I'll give you an example of, uh, Beefman Towers, which is uh, a complex of uh, about 178 units, luxury units of res- residential real estate. And they were trying to get a loan out. And um, the 178-unit complex now is appraised at $79.9 million. It was appraised because when you do an appraisal and you when you get a loan, for something, you have to do an appraisal, and then they give you a value, and then they base the loan. They have to the appraisal, so that is down forty five percent from the hundred and forty six million it was valued at in two thousand eighteen. Now, those are major numbers. So, hear what I'm saying. This is a building that was valued in two thousand eighteen at one hundred and forty six million, and that's one hundred and seventy eight units. And it's now appraised at seventy nine point nine million, which is forty five percent down. I want to hear your thoughts on that, but let me just say this: first of all, when someone does gives you an appraisal, and we'll have Jonathan Miller on the show in a couple of weeks, appraisal is an estimate of value. Okay, there's no exact science to it, so you could have three appraisers, and they could all come in within five, I'd say, seven percent of each other, and they'd all be right, because it's not an exact science. Um, They're expecting, okay, so this is just conjecture. they're expecting that in 2023, which is obviously two years from now, that the building should stabilize to about 93 million. So, if that's true, what does that tell you? I mean, you know, what are your thoughts on that?
4: Now, Daddy, I want to make sure I guess to get a little background for a second. We have the right – I have the right building I'm thinking of. So this is the Beek, Beekman Tower that is also a hotel space?
5: Yeah. Well, the the, the, the high-rise
4: with, with a hotel? The
2: 26th yeah, so this March. is. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, so this is what, what I would say – I'll be very careful because – and this may be – we, we want to have the except. We don't want to have the exception, um, prove the rule, right? This is a little. I think Beekman, if it's the one I'm thinking of in Midtown uh, East, you know, it, it's a it's a building where there's ownership, but also it has a lot of like corporate, um, cor- corporate sort of hotel stays. If, if it's the same building I'm thinking of, and, and my only yeah. word of caution um, is that the hotel world right now is a little weird, right? We're not sure what the demand is going to be. Demand is is clearly low right now, Um, but it's also coming back and we don't know what the new equilibrium is. So I think it's a great example of opportunity. And the reason I think it's an example of opportunity as opposed to concern is right now where people make money in investments is where they can predict or think where things are going while others are uncertain. And I think this is a great example of a building getting a lower valuation because of uncertainty, more so almost than value.
2: You know, I think that's a great point, Stephen. And to your point, I just happen to have the information you just spoke of. Um, in the 178 units, there were that's divided into 97 corporate units, 57 long-term unfurnished units, and 27 short-term extended stay units. Uh, with an average rent of more than 5000 a month. And you're absolutely correct. The hotel business, you know, is off. People are afraid uh, still. I mean, and how, how long it takes for people to feel comfortable. I think I might have even told you, I was on the Zoom panel for um, uh, travel, even though that's not my expertise, so somehow they put me on it. And I was with, you know, a lot of big shots and the guy that started Travelocity, and they were talking about the hotel business and the airlines. And, of course, they're going to get subsidized. You know, Joe Biden's uh, plan is pretty robust. However, they also said there might come a time where, you know, and I think I said this last week, where uh, the way they get business back is for people to feel safe, and the way they get people to feel safe is to be able to say, listen, this hotel, everyone that's staying on these floors has been vaccinated and the way i think
4: i I, I think we're going in that direction you get a card when you've been vaccinated and i think what's going to happen is it's going to be a requirement with certain airlines and certain maybe foreign countries if you're traveling there and it will will ultimately become you know a new new standard at least in the short term you know maybe if a couple years from now you know, hopefully COVID becomes more of a, a history lesson than an active medical um, problem. You know, I, I hope for that. But, um, you know, un, until then, that's that sort of, look, that that's a safe pass. I mean, you think about it in a lot of different things. You go on your computer, it's a secure website or so forth, a lot of different things. Um, you know, why not? And, and I think, again, when it comes to travel, they just haven't figured out what the new normal is, right? Some people think there will be a huge demand because people are sort of finally getting released from their gilded cages um, and can go out and do things. And then I think in some cases you're going to have some people, you know, be hesitant. Um, and I think they're trying to figure out that right balance. But I do think also, the the last point on it, you know, corporations underspent on a lot of their marketing and obviously definitely on their travel budgets in the last year. So I, I think there's definitely going to be pent-up demand uh for it so I, I would be you know you know once we get past the short term you know bullish on it but i think again this reflects the uncertainty
2: right but those people who are willing to take a chance are getting in. For i mean look if you look at that appraisal i mean it's almost half of what it was in 2018 i absolutely don't really believe it because like you said it's really i mean maybe it's it's five. we weren't shut down We were on lockdown, okay? There was no time when the whole world was locked down, and basically the whole world was. And it's going to take some time. And, 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 you know, say what you want, but these vaccines really have come quicker than anybody thought they'd come. So we're very grateful and thankful for that. But to some of the people, and I'm not advocating, I'm not a doctor, I don't know long-term or short-term effects, but I do know that what's going on and whether that's legal or not, I couldn't tell you, Steve, maybe you could answer. I think, and this is my opinion, I always stress when it's an opinion, but I think that's where we're going, where people are going to, where there, certain places are going to say, if you have the COVID the card that you've been vaccinated, you're allowed in. And if you're not, you're not, you're not, or you're allowed to get on this plane or you're allowed to get on this cruise. And because I feel for those industries to make the people will feel safer if they feel everyone's been vaccinated. Um, and if we Yeah, I mean,
4: them- I, absolutely. I, I think, and, and by the way, we already have a history of that. When you're going to certain countries, you have all sorts of advisories and mandatory um, vaccination. Like, let's say, for example, you know, if you want to go on an African safari, they're going to want to make sure that, you know, you're protected against malaria. You know, certain, so that's, you know, the, the State Department already does it. For anyone traveling abroad, you'll see travel risks and they'll say things that you should consider. And, you know, and and absolutely from a health and safety point of view, if there's a concern of, of, of spreading a pandemic, they absolutely can go ahead and do that. But, but I want to also stress one other point, and Ace, I'd love to get your opinion on this. The difference between a residential and a commercial appraisal and how they value. And I think one of the things that we need to keep in mind for those who are residential homeowners is that this was a commercial appraisal and they're going to use different value metrics. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about what, what comes, you know, how how the bank, you know, looks at that when doing an appraisal and the, and the criteria.
3: No, that's a, that's a great point, Stephen. And I can tell you my opinion that I've seen, and I've
4: been in NYC
3: throughout the whole pandemic. And I can tell you on ninth Avenue, third Avenue, second Avenue, where there's a bunch of mixed use properties, you know, and, and my family we're in the restaurant business. We were always looking to purchase buildings all along those avenues because they were highly sought after. And I can tell you when you, when you drive by those avenues today, you see an empty space, almost every other space. And it's, 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 it's such a it's such a sight to see because we've never seen New York this way before, especially in commercial real estate. And I can tell you, Dottie and Stephen, what you guys are talking about is exactly the um, conversations that people are having. Which is, you know, there's tremendous opportunity today. Which once, once things open back up and people come back, these retail these retailers will will be will strive again, and there won't be as as many empty spaces why i say that steven is to your point when a bank underwrites a commercial real estate they're looking at the rent roll not the person borrowing the money right so residential we're underwriting the the client profile and looking at their earned income their assets their their credit when you buy commercial it doesn't really matter what income you have they're looking at the property itself and the rent roll and today You know with these empty retail stores the commercial buildings are not valued as much so what happens is the banks aren't aren't giving um, or not lending on that property as much thus affecting the sale price of the commercial units and that's why landlords for commercial buildings are lowering their price dramatically so long story short it's an amazing opportunity for the marketplace today if you're looking to buy commercial you should really look into buying commercial today because there's a lot of opportunity in the commercial space, um, in New York City in particular, in Manhattan. Hey,
2: while you were on that, you know, I've been, you know, I mean, I do a lot of reading, especially to think great about doing this show is you always have to be up on everything. But now they're talking about, you know, you're starting to hear, you're starting to hear people uh, talking about inflation creeping up in some corners of the world. And in some corners of the world already it has. And investors are increasingly uh, betting that the central banks, particularly the U.S. Federal Reserve, may have to raise interest rates sooner than they had planned. And of course, that's triggered kind of a sell-off on bonds, uh, you know. But with inflation reducing the value of future payments of bonds, okay, uh, the, you know, what? what is that going to do with inflation? Do you think we're going to have inflation? I mean, we're seeing it in Europe. In a year, that, you know, that was dominated by the worst in the economic crisis in at least a century, how housing prices globally, this is globally, not just the U.S., across the world, rose at their fastest pace in three years during 2020 to 2021. And that's looking at 50 global markets. So it's not just here that it's happening. Prices increased by 5.6 on the average, of um, up from 2019. And some 89% of the countries, that they looked at, saw price increases during this year and last year. Actually, Turkey leads the index, believe it or not, for the fourth consecutive quarter. So prices are going around globally. Um, Do you think
3: we're going to see a little rise in interest rates? Oh, definitely, Dottie, especially with all of the money that we're printing here in the U.S. Um, It's 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 almost impossible that rates will not go up. Right. Um, It's 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 done. It's manufactured and it's artificial. It's really to stimulate the economy once the economy gets stimulated, which if you look at the stock market, if you look at real estate, if you look at Bitcoin, everything but the dollar is really um, going up, right? I mean, there was a lot of volatility in the stock market, but, you know, they they have, they have this meme that people are talking about when when folks get the stimulus check, then certain stocks go up, right? They all invest their money in the, in the stock market. So, which, which is not true. Which is not true, exactly, exactly. So there's, there's a lot of things that that we need to...
2: Wait, Ace. Hey, can you can
3: you finish yeah. this? It's
2: important. I think we're coming to a break. Okay. So I'd like to really talk about this. So i can't, We'll finish this right after the commercial break.
6: Fox News Channel is the place with the Voices America trusts. Greg Gutfeld. The only energy that they have is coming from the radical
1: side. Tucker Carlson. Americans would die if you defunded the police. Sean Hannity. Cancel culture now has permeated every single part of our society. Judge Jeanine Pirro.
7: Mainstream media doesn't talk about it. Lori Ingraham. We're going to fight for our traditional values.
0: And Mark Levin. It's
5: time for everybody to stand up and be heard.
0: Fox News
6: Channel. The Voices America trusts.
5: It's Mattress Firm's semi-annual sale, where you can save up to $300 on our top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 on Sealy. Or buy Tempur-Pedic and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Shop Tempur-Pedic, Stearns and & Foster, and more with our sleep experts today to find your best sleep. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale.
1: Receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an Exogen Temporal Scanner purchased at any retailer. With COVID continuing to spread, nothing matters more than having an accurate thermometer that's backed by more than 80 published peer-reviewed clinical studies, like the Exogen Temporal Scanner. Even after getting the COVID vaccine, you should be monitoring for fever to make sure you are protected. Keep your family and yourself safe by trading up your non-contact thermometer for an accurate temporal scanner and a $5 rebate from Exogen, where accuracy matters. Details at exogen.com.
0: Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Listen day AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa, Tune in
1: iHeart, or Radio.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help
0: It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866 970 9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO Dottie Herman.
2: Hi, welcome back to I on Real Estate. And we're having a really serious talk about uh, what's going on as far as, you know, the city's recovering, um, the real estate market is totally. Crazy. I mean, it's led us through the pandemic. It's busy as hell. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, It's been a year, actually a whole year, um, March 11th, 2020. um, That's really when the World Health Organization declared the novel coronavirus a pandemic. And that's when they set off the cascade of stay at home orders by state and local governments, of course, the U.S. And I guess at that time, none of us thought that we would be in it this long. I thought, oh, you know what? It'll be about a month or two, and that'll be over. Um, Little did we think that the death toll would rise to, uh, I think, uh, 529 million, I think, and and 1,000, and many of us would still be working from home. We thought it was kind of temporary. Who thought the schools would still be closed or working on Zoom? Um, I think we've all learned how to do Zoom pretty well. I mean, that's a benefit. Uh, it's been really a roller coaster ride. I mean, it has been a true roller coaster ride for real estate as well as businesses and the stock market. And because we've never really experienced, at least in our lifetime, anything like this, um, it's hard to predict. And people sometimes stay on the fence and do nothing when they're not sure. So, um, and that's a strategy. I mean, I, I but. I really think that the demand for housing shot up across the world. As homes, you know, sales, okay, they're up 14%. And the the, the, the number of people be, being vaccinated is, is, you know, is starting to creep up. And so hopefully, you know, we'll get back to some, uh, I don't want to ever say normalcy because one of the things that I really believe is that it's not going to ever go back to the way it was. Like people will say, "Oh, Johnny, well, wait till it gets back to normal." Well, pre-pandemic normal and post-pandemic normal, I think is going to look differently, and not better or worse. I think that's just different. I think that unfortunately, so many people lost their jobs and their businesses. But on the uh, positive note, I probably get uh, two to three calls a week, and I'm not exaggerating. On businesses or people that are starting up new businesses with different opportunities that the pandemic, with trends that the pandemic brought to us. Uh, Look at all the online shopping. I mean, I never did online shopping the way I've done now, but we had no choice and then I got used to it. Um, A lot of features in the homes like offices and, and, and yards and, I mean, space, terrace space was always important. But they've gone from nice to being sometimes essential now that people, because people could, who thought that people would be able to work remotely and get the job done? And in a lot of cases, we've proven that you can get the job done remotely, even though I don't think it replaces live interaction. Um, And so um, people now are thinking, well, maybe I want to be in a city that's not. You know, that's a little less expensive, but I can I can be further away from the city because I, I don't have to be in the office um, at, at, every single day. Um, the biggest wake-up call this year was for city dwellers who justified high expenses of their tiny apartments with the many perks of urban life, and then all of a sudden they were suddenly gone. And I have to tell you, there isn't a person I know who wasn't on lockdown that really kind of we stuck looking at whatever, whatever they lived in. Whether it was a one bedroom, whether it was a mansion, whether it was a right, you know, a one family home. When you're stuck in your home on lockdown, you can't do anything. You're forced to look at it, and we all saw floors and things we could do better. And so, people, that's why the uh, home improvement thing is off the wall. Uh, they're spending more time checking out. Their house and they're looking at listings and suburban listings and remember you couldn't even see them you had to look at them online and they expect the trend which i still don't advise but they say this is going to happen they expect that there'll be a time that people buy remotely that actually buy houses i mean you can do you know the platforms you can do everything online now and the virtual sh- showings are great and they're going to even get better. They're going to be where you can walk through the homes and you can touch the furniture. You can really, really feel everything in the house and then you can see the blocks in the area. Technology is making houses, hunting and buying more convenient. So those are all good things that came from the pandemic. Um, I remember a time in real estate when the only people that came out, they came out, well, the wife came out during, this is showing my age, the wife came out during the week and then she would say, well, I can't make any decisions without my husband seeing it. And then the husband would come on the weekend. And if he really didn't want to spend the money, he'd find an excuse. And then, of course, many of them who were borrowing money from their parents or their in-laws. Then the in-laws had to come. And it was a whole procedure. Now it's a whole different thing. So we're looking at it. And, of course, the, the, the country, the world, it's, the, the real estate has gone up. And it's a universal language. Everyone talks about it. So I was asking Ace and Steve, we're hearing signs of possible inflation, which we can't guarantee, but we think it's going to happen. And I speak to Ace about that. So I think the 30 years mortgages the rates are at about three, three now, three, three. What are they, 30 years, 20? Yeah, they're
3: right around 3.375, Dottie. So just a couple of weeks ago, we were seeing rates below 3%. Um, so you, you see the volatility in the marketplace. The, the bond yield has definitely um, increased, and, and now you're seeing in, an increase in rates, right? So um, I, I think when, when we're talking about inflation, you know, I think folks on, that listening to this show need to understand that when there's a, a surplus of money being supplied, um, and, and it's not supported by economic growth at the same time, sometimes that supply and demand chain really gets skewed. And when there's a lot of money being printed and people can pay for things, but there's not enough supply, then what you're paying today may cost a lot more tomorrow, right, Dottie? So I think when you look at real estate, when you look at things like Bitcoin, things of that nature, that's why people are investing so much into these asset sort of um, platforms because you know a lot of people are viewing money being printed every single day not worth as much so there's a lot of talks in the investment world of alternative investments and that's why people are investing in other things rather than saving their money in the bank
2: yeah so i want i just again we i don't want to make give financial advice to people because we don't know your exact you know we don't know anyone's exact. you know information or or goals but I will say that when you give out that much money just out you know and i'm not you know which is you really take the value of that dollar and take it down okay so that's kind of what happening now real estate is a hedge against inflation i mean if you so people are putting it in real estate they're putting it in bitcoins they're putting it in all sorts of things but we don't have the supply and the home builders which i was reading that, that they're not stepping up as much as that was hoped but that's because they are getting delays in getting material, and um, there has um, been a, a lot of home starts. But the projects, you know, the cost and the availability of materials that we need has not been as available to the home builders, plus, the costs have gone up. Single uh, uh, family homes is forecasted to expand in 21, but at a slower rate as housing affordability is challenged. Challenge. Now, so let me say this. I can tell you this: if you are if you are ready to buy and you have everything in order, and you have gone and had your credit checked and you have done everything, and you're looking around, and you find something you like, pull the trigger. And I don't often tell people what to do, but I'm telling you pull the trigger because I I think that it's going to go up. I think interest rates will go up, and I think prices are are going to go up too. I mean I don't. I don't have a crystal ball. Now, if I had to ask you, Ace and Steve, because someone asked me this question, and I really wasn't sure how to answer it. They said, Daddy, you predicted once that, you know, something would go up 9%. I guess I did, and I guess I, I was the lucky prediction. I was close. Uh, what do you think about the next five years in the real estate and the lending market? What do you think we're going to see? Do you think we're going to see... Like some sort of setback somewhere along the line, and you think it's going to continually grow? I know I we have a commercial. We have a break. So I know that we do, but I mean, that's really, and again, no one knows. I mean, but one thing I do know, and you should go on the element side if you look at real estate over the 10 years, you can get into all the markets we're in. You can see how they've performed for 10 years. And if you can hold something, okay, you're going to be okay. And also look at the job market. Look at how, how your job is. If it stable? Is your significant other going to continue to work? These are things you have to ask yourself. We'll be right back when we continue talking.
7: Joe Piscopo, my friends over at Route 22 Toyota want me to remind you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, get over to the -the state-of-the-art service facility in Hillside, New Jersey, please. Alex Kinsella has the entire team staying safe, wearing masks, socially distancing, fogging vehicles with every single service to make sure they're disinfected. At Route 22 Toyota, they always get it right. They're doing their part to stay safe. Plus, right now, Route 22 Toyota is offering qualified buyers more reasons than ever to get into a new Toyota, like 0% APR financing up to five years and zero down leases on some of your favorite Toyota models. Call eight five five six two one ninety nine forty nine for details and make sure to tell them Joe sent you eight five five six two one ninety nine forty nine to schedule a test drive and Route twenty two Toyota will get you driving a new Toyota with zero percent interest or zero down leases. Now that is the smart way to buy. Route twenty two Toyota, Route twenty two West in Hillside New Jersey or at Route twenty two Toyota dot com.
5: If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing, as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine, and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial-strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950, much cheaper than replacing your carpets.
7: Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. You may know me as a guy with a knack for punchlines, but today I have a serious message. Like me, you probably know a relative, friend, or a co-worker whose life has been upended by cancer. You yourself may be facing cancer, but fighting cancer does not have to be done alone. At Trinitas Comprehensive Cancer Center in Elizabeth, dedicated and experienced oncologists and skilled nurses stand beside patients all the way from diagnosis through treatment. The entire staff works together to. Develop The most effective range of treatment therapies for each and every patient. Cancer Care Navigators help patients manage all the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of living with cancer. And in a caring, compassionate, and uplifting setting, brings a comforting and targeted approach to cancer care. So take a moment to call the Trinitas Comprehensive Cancer Center at 908-994-8000. Get more information about cancer care delivered with the whole patient in mind. That's 908-994-8000.
0: Take AM 970 The Answer anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park... Or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866 970 9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman.
2: We're back, and we're talking about the real estate market, what it's doing, uh, some things that you should think about if you're going to buy or sell. Now, one thing we know is if you're buying, interest rates will go up. Um, they're still significantly low compared to the years I've been in business. Well, I used to see them. I saw them once when they were at 16 or 17%. So um, they're still low, but... They're, they're, they're moving up, okay? Um, the home, this is a seller's market now. So if you were thinking of selling your home, it's a great time to sell. It's the hottest real estate market since the peak before the Great Recession. And home sellers are calling the shots. Uh, most of the home sellers are baby boomers, and they're really making out, Okay. So, you know, it's tips in favor of the sellers. And so um, the mortgage rates, in my opinion, are still low, okay? The problem is, if you're going to sell, you have to know where you're going to buy because there's a lack of inventory, okay? So there's little supply. So people are really going over ask price. They're bidding things up. Um, they are paying over price. And younger buyers are saying that they're, they're likely to do that because there's not a lot on the market so if you find something that you like you want to have your ducks in order you want to have gone to ace and citizens bank and have everything credit checked. you want to have your attorney uh like steve and or and you want a real estate attorney you want them ready because you want to act quick you know i've watched people sit And say, oh, well, you know, I have to call my attorney. I didn't get the papers back, this and that. And while they're doing that, and I just want you to know this, even if you make an offer and the seller accepts it, until it goes to contract, if you take your time and dilly-dally and just, you know, somebody could come in while you didn't legally, if you haven't signed, put you know, an earnest money deposit down and haven't signed a formal contract, you've just made an offer that's accepted, somebody could come in and take it right out of your hands. I mean, can steal, you know, can can take the property. So you really have to have your ducks in order. I advise people to go to look at inventory, know what you're looking for, know your price, because it's not uh, a market where you can uh, kind of hang around and just take a while to make a decision. I, I was looking, I, you know, I had, uh, I was looking Somebody called me uh, last week, and they said, Dottie, you know anything that maybe somebody's going to put their house on the market? There was a man looking to spend $600,000 for a rental for a Summer Hamptons. He couldn't find anything, and the broker is telling me, Dottie, not only that, when I call the sellers, they're not even, you know, the people that are rent, they don't even call me back because they're flooded. So, um, it's quite a crazy market and you have to know how to navigate, navigate that. So with saying that, would you, Ace and Steven, do you have any tips to give buyers and sellers in a market like we're in now?
3: Steve, you want to go first? I,
4: sure. I'll, I'll go first. Um, the first one is you have to go in fully prepared. So many times people make the mistake and they all of a sudden start thinking about the other pieces, right? But, you know, buying a home is like cooking. You don't look at the recipe and figure out what ingredients you need when you have the oven turned on and you have the pan, you know, starting to fry the oil, so to speak. you got to actually get all your ingredients lined up in advance. And that is got to think about your legal structure. Am I buying in my name? Am I buying it by myself? Am I buying in a business entity, in a trust? you got to think about how your finances are being put together both the amount of finances that you're bringing to the table do i have that money in a checking account ready to move or is that money in a different account where it has to be sold and subject to market fluctuations am i getting a gift am i getting a gift or moving funds from monies excuse me from outside of the united states into the united states am i getting a mortgage Did I discuss the structure with my loan officer, and is it uh, able to work? And also, do I have a dynamic conversation? Let me give you an example. I had this issue yesterday. We have a client who's buying a new construction condominium unit with a parking spot and a storage unit. It was absolutely mission critical for the client to have the parking spot be financeable. Where well, there's a certain way you have to write the contract, otherwise the bank is only going to finance the residential unit and not the amount of the parking spot, and that's a big deal. That would have, you know, by writing it the correct way, the buyer is able to get about another 75000 plus in their mortgage, um, and that made a big difference to them. And, you know, had to go back and forth, and we're getting there, but the attorney for the developer wrote the contract wrong twice. But I also ran it by the bank, and I also said, Look, I, I think they wrote it wrong and they agreed with me. And I said, Look, you want this deal to work, you need to write it this way. I go, It doesn't cost the developer anything. We're not changing the deal, but you need to write it the right way. And this is where you have to have your team ready to go because you're going to get pressure otherwise and say, How come we didn't sign the contract before the weekend? And we can point to a series of emails in which we warn them. And we gave the proof positive behind it that the other side could not put it together correctly. So you really want to have your ducks in a row, have all the ingredients before you start cooking.
2: That's great advice. That's great advice. And uh, what Ace? Okay. Now let me ask this. I know it was difficult in the past. I'm not sure how difficult it is now. I'm assuming it's difficult, but let's just say you're a seller. You, you, you think, oh, what an opportunity I have to now trade up and buy something bigger. But I didn't. But you, your house hasn't sold. Somebody is not actually in contract. Um, are bridge loans available? You know, still, or are they still very tough to get? I mean, and we we can talk about that next week. But are they available? Are they somebody available? They available to people who want to, um, kind of. If yeah. the timing isn't exactly right, can they can they work doing something like that, or or maybe they better off just having an you know an equity loan or something like that on their home?
3: Wow, Dottie, you're 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 on the ball today. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, the the bridge loans are not as common in today's marketplace, but what folks are doing is they're actually taking out um, home equity line of credits, which is called HELOCs here, on the mortgage end. And they're just saving the HELOCs as a down payment, right? So if people are looking for a home, but the supply isn't there, which we're, we're seeing today, uh, what they're doing is they're just tapping into their equity on their existing homes, taking out a home equity line of credit. And if they find something that they, that they like, they'll then put it down and then look to sell their home later so that they don't have to really deal with the timing. Of, of of the transaction, Dottie, because it's really hard to time in today's marketplace, right? You exactly. Can sell it, you can sell it really quickly and not really find the home of your dreams until a couple months down the line. So it's 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 hard. It's hard. So but home equity line of credits is it's definitely popular. It's it's very much in demand right now. And people are, are tapping into the equity because rates are so low still, Dottie. Right? People talk about rates Look. going up the last two weeks, but like you said earlier in the show I mean, we've seen rates at 16%, 17%. Yeah, so, so... It's a big difference.
2: Yeah. And people still bought homes, by the way. That's when I bought one. And, and people I, and still I
3: bought think, homes back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, so people and still want... Pe- bought-
4: people, people just have to be careful. If you don't have the bridge loans, The time, if they're trying to time closings and possession agreements, understand Correct. that, especially if you don't have the same attorney handling the sale and the purchase... Are they making sure that the timing between the two contracts really line up? And keep in mind, if you have, if you're buying in two different jurisdictions, right? Let's say you're selling your home in Texas and you're buying, uh, you know, a condominium uh, in Manhattan. The laws and the customs in the two jurisdictions could be radically different, and how much leniency you have in postponing a closing because you're waiting for a board approval or clearing yes. a title issue um, are very different. And people can be in a very expensive, very uncomfortable situation if they don't think through that in advance.
3: That is yes. so true, Stephen. Yep. Especially with the, with two different attorneys on two different sides. They really need to be talking to each other. Or you can just hire one attorney taking care of both transactions. So that's, that's such a huge, huge, um, you know, it's, it's something that folks need to think about. In terms yes. of just balancing the timing,
2: and it's also getting the team together. And Definitely. if I have any um, knowledge that I can share with anybody, unless you um, have a home and you're selling it, and you know where you're moving, or uh, you have some place to go, um, you really need to find all this information out so that when you do get a buyer, you you can. As a, as a seller, you can take that deal, okay, and know that you'll be out in time. Um, I had somebody call – you can also, as a buyer, need to know that everything's in place, that you've had, you know, everything checked and you have the – you know, you have your, your mortgage commitment, you know, your mortgage commitment uh, other than the appraisal that's done. And as I said again, if you don't have this all in place – while you're dilly-dallying, you might put a binder or you might sign something saying that you agreed to the price, but if it takes too long to go to contract, you could lose out and there's not a big supply. So it does take maneuvering. It does take finding out information. And all I'm telling you is it's free to find out the information and be informed um, because it's a hot market and things move very quickly. Now, will it stay a hot market? I mean, that's question is always asked me and i don't have a crystal ball but i i think that it will i i think that as the virus you know as we get more vaccine vaccines and more people get vaccinated you know that that rush of running away from the city is going to be lessened but i do think that people have now are going to be working more from their homes than ever before so the home was always important, but I think it's going to even be more important if you're spending a lot more time in it. I know when I was, uh, you know, working every day in the city, okay, before the pandemic, you know, I'm lucky that I spent like, you know, I, I'm lucky that I was there a couple of hours where I lived. I mean, everybody was working 24-7 and people are working still 24-7, but they're able to do it differently now. I was in Florida. And there are people here that have kids in school, but because they were remote learning, they were able to stay in Florida for two months, which is not what normally happens because usually, you know, people take vacations when their kids are off from school. And when their kids go back to school, they have to go back. But we had a very different time of year. So a lot, you know, really is kind of what's going to happen when people get vaccinated? Will there still be a rush? And I do think it's going to take a while for everybody to kind of feel safe again. I, uh, but I think people are starting to, I think things are starting to open up. Uh, probably if you went to Facebook, you see, I went to soul cycle in Florida. I wouldn't have gone into the city cause it wasn't open, but you know, I was in Florida doing soul cycle and the instructor or the guy that was said, Donnie, we're opening our the city next week and Soul Cycle be open on eighty second street and you can start to go in the city and so I think everything is opening up and the good news is um, I do really believe that this vaccination came quicker than we than any of us thought it would and so I wanna be grateful for that. Um, and st- and another trend is also people are buying bigger homes or bigger apartments because space, again, if you're going to work from home, you 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 want to be able to have space. So if you have a small property, um, make sure that you take everything out of it, make it show better, paint it white, paint it off white, because it always shows larger. And, you know, all the knickknacks and the stuff that we collect and the magnets we put on the refrigerator, get rid of all that stuff and take as much furniture you can take out so that it shows that it shows well so we're going to continue you know every week talking more about the market because it really is a crazy kind of market but it's going to make a lot of millionaires okay i really i think there i see so many different industries coming up and i've got to give you a, a little 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 levity a little fun but um for those of you and remember we talked about many things on this show we talked about you know the ice hotel we talked about a lot of different things um we talked about the one-way trip to mars if you remember ace we we talked about you know they were enlisting people to go to mars the only problem was there was no return trip well now i just want to tell everyone i think this is crazy but it's true the world's first space hotel is to open in 2027 Uh, has anyone heard about this ace have you heard about this yeah yeah okay because you're an inventor okay (laughs) the voyager station will accommodate 280 guests and it aims to be the first commercial space hotel upon completion and okay as i said it will have 280 guests it'll have 112 crew members and um they're trying to make the public realize that this golden age of space travel is just around the corner. It's coming fast. And this, was, you know, okay? And you can, you can actually go. You can sleep. I, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm going to put it together you can, You can sleep within the space hotel, which is similar to spitting water in a bucket. Okay, I think I'll finish this after the break. I'll just tell you what this uh, trip will be like.
0: I on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.